Welcome to another podcast from Fire Church Ministries. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Chelsea Hagen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Holy Spirit. I thank you so much, God, for just even being able to be in your house, God. It's such a privilege and it's such an honour, God, to share what you've already said. Lord, I just thank you, Heavenly Father, that today, God, as we share your word, Lord, that it would bear much fruit, Lord, that people would hear but also understand your word in Jesus' mighty name. Thanks, Papa. Hallelujah. So um, we're going to preach today on, uh, the title is Let Us Prophesy. And this is one of my favorite topics. I, this just radically changed my life of a lady prophesying over me. Um, and I had a radical encounter with Jesus, which changed the course of my life. And this gift is incredibly powerful. It is, it, you cannot underestimate just one word at that right timing of God with his anointing on it can just radically shift anything in your life. And, um, you know, it says in the Bible, do not despise prophesying. And, you know, sometimes we can be on one end of the scale where we're like, oh, here we go, here's another prophetic word. Or we can be at the other end, oh, what's God saying to me? What's God saying to me? And we're not going to God ourselves. And so what God wants us to do is He wants us, He wants to bring honour back into the prophetic um, you know, and have that healthy balance. And my heart, I love that anyone can prophesy. Anyone can prophesy. Anyone can hear and recognize his voice and, and speak with his heart. And that's what I love. It's not just relegated, um, you know, to, to, a, to a few chosen people. I'm talking, so anyone can prophesy. In the office of a prophet is different. He's called some to that. Not, not everyone's in the office of a prophet. Um, so the gift to prophesy, but then the prophet is the gift to the church to teach other people how to hear and recognize his voice. And um, so one of our focal points this year is the prophetic. And uh, it, it is amazing. And so I just want to share, you know, what God has shown me in regards to the prophetic so you can hear. Uh, you know, some people say, oh, I never hear from God or I, I can't hear Him properly. But the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice and a stranger's voice they will not follow. And so who knows that even right from, you know, the word go, go right in Genesis, you know, Adam and Eve, that he had relationship with them. He, it wasn't just monologue where, you know, one's talking and there's no response. He wanted dialogue. He wants us to communicate. So we talk to him and he talks back to us. You know, think about it like a, like a covenant, right? So, you know, those who are married, you know, when you, when you fall in love and, you know, you finally get married and you move in together... Oh, I'm so excited for your wedding. It's going to be awesome. Um, you know, it would be so weird to finally find that love, move into the house together, and you never spoke. How weird would that be? That I'd be like, uh, this is really weird. I'd, I'd probably move out. You know, but we can do that with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit now lives in us. He's, we're covenanted to Jesus when we get born again. Of course, He wants to speak. Of course he wants to communicate. Of course he wants to talk to you. You know, it's the biggest lie of the enemy that you can't hear God. And sometimes it's just a matter of recognizing his voice. So sometimes, you know, God talks through many different things in many different ways. And sometimes it's just that we're not recognizing that it's his voice. 
And so I just want to share a little bit um, just in regards to this. So, you know, before we had emoticons on our phone, <laughs> you know, we could send a text message and, you know, without the emotion involved in it, kind of like the Bible as well, you don't know what tone that's coming across and you don't know whether, you know, you could receive that, oh, are they angry? Are they being sarcastic? Are they joyful? Are they meaning that as a joke? I'm not sure. And if you don't know the heart of the author, if you don't understand the person's heart that sent it, you might misread it. You might take it the wrong way. And it's the same with the Bible. There's no tone in it. There's no, you know, it, it's, it's very hard unless you understand who Jesus is, unless you understand his character, unless you understand his heart, you could very easily misread his word, his love letter to us. And so God um, wants us to understand how to correctly prophesy um, by his word, but also with his heart. Also with his heart. Hallelujah. And I love, and I'm, I'm going to start here because, you know, it, it all boils down to love. You know, you're not going to correctly prophesy if you don't love people. You know, God loves people and He wants to make Himself real so that they know He's real, so that He can draw them to Himself. And so let's start with love. I love in um, 1 Corinthians, it talks about spiritual gifts um, in 12, but then Straight away after that, the greatest gift is love. And then it goes back into talking about the prophetic and tongues. And so everything that we do must stem out of love. Otherwise, it says you're a big old clanging symbol. <laughs> you know, we must speak out of love. And so let's have a look here. So 1 Corinthians 13, 2. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could move mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burnt, if I have not love, it profits me nothing. And so the, the best place to start with the prophetic is um, it must come out of love. Your identity can't be wrapped up in a gift. You know, because gifts are given without repentance. I could flow in a prophetic gift before I was born again. Why? Because it's a gift. It's given without me repenting. I could use this gift when I was unsaved. I could hear. I could hear things. I could speak things. I knew things before they would happen. But now I've used that gift and it's sanctified by the Holy Spirit. But it's a gift. Whether I repent or not is, is irrelevant. And so God wants us to, you know, He's given us different gifts, but He also wants us to have the fruit and the character to bear those gifts, because it's not about us. When we prophesy, it's not, wow, how accurate I got it and all this stuff. It's, did that person feel loved by God? Did that person feel the wraparound presence of God? Did that person draw closer to Jesus because of what I just spoke over their life? That's what it's about. And so we don't want to get caught up in, you know... <laughs> just the pride of gifts and things like that. Because, you know, at the end of the day, I don't have anything that God hasn't given me. So, you know, we have to start with love in the prophetic. So we must know his heart and his character to accurately represent him. There's many different voices shouting for our attention. It can be ourselves, it can be media, people's opinions, the enemy, um, our, you know, ourselves, whatever it is. There's all sorts of voices every day shouting and vying for our attention. 
and distracting us and moving us off the things of God. And so how do we distinguish that we're listening to the right voice? How do we know it's the right voice? If we're hearing, you know, different voices, how, how do we know? And um, I just want to, the, the way that you know, you must be in the Word of God. You have to be in the Bible to know His heart, to know His character, to understand who He is. You know, He's redemptive by nature. Um, you know, He's a good shepherd. He's love. He's approachable. He said, come boldly into the throne room of grace. He's not too important. He's available. He's present. He listens. He doesn't lord things over us. He cares. He's full and abounding in mercy. He's slow to anger. He's patient. He's full of joy. He's meek and mild. He's compassionate. He's gentle. He's patient. He's long-suffering. He's kind. There's no shadow or turning in him. He can't change. He can't lie. He thinks no evil. He's exceedingly abundant above all we ask or think. He's attentive. We're the apple of his eye. He's generous. He's the Prince of Peace. He crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. He hears us. He warns us. He wants us to respond. He asks and we receive. He intercedes for us. He tells us the truth. He's gentle. He's victorious. He's generous. He's humble. He's our healer. He's our restorer, he's our redeemer, he's our provider, he's an overcomer, he's victorious, he's full of reconciliation, he's our deliverer, he's our defender, he's our strong tower, he's a very present help in time of trouble, he's a lifter of our heads, he's our comforter, he's our protector, he's our rock, he's our safety, he's our shelter, and he leads to truth and godly sorrow. And that's just some of the aspects of God. That's just some. I mean, this just isn't exhaustive. Um, you know, the prophetic is a huge, huge topic. Um, and so I just want to touch briefly on it, you know, but we begin to see the Word of God. And then, you know, you can't just have the Word of God because the letter kills people. If you're just preaching the Word of God without the character and the love and the grace and the mercy and the redemption underneath, girding, undergirding that Word, then uh, you'll kill people with it. And so it's important we need both. We need both. The letter of the law kills, but the Spirit brings life. And so we need both. Um, and so we need to understand His heart um, for people to prophesy. You know, when we go to prophesy over someone, God, you know, we're leaning into the Spirit and we're saying, God, what have you got for this person? God, how do you see them? God, what did you create them for? You know, and we call those things that aren't as though they are. You might have someone in front of you that's, you know, clearly a drug addict or something like that, but God shows you, I created, you know, them to be a pastor or I, I created them, you know, and He might begin to just show you things of, of what God put them on the earth for. And even though it doesn't look like that in the natural, it gives him an opportunity. It, you know, the prophetic is like an invitation to say, hey, you're here, but look what God's got. Take it, look what God's got. And that enables us, even if we're on the wrong path, it enables the grace to come back over to his plan and his purpose and his future for us. And he makes it easy. He calls those things that aren't as though they are. And it's such an um, incredibly powerful gift. And, but we must know his character um, and his heart. 
And so if his sheep hear his voice and a stranger's voice, they'll not follow. So what does a stranger's voice sound like? It sounds harsh. It's criticizing. It's condemning. It's judging the person and shaming and calling out sin in front of others. It's unloving. There's no positive solution. So it's just negative <laughs> and there's no positive outcome. Um, it's full of fear. It's speaking death, confusion, doubt, division. It's dishonoring, controlling, manipulating, lording over, gives that person no choice to choose. So it's God said it, it, it is, the, you know, God said it, therefore it is, do it. You know, the prophetic doesn't do that. The prophetic gives you an invitation and it's up to you whether you take it or not. It's up to you whether you take it or not. It's not angry and, you know, the, the stranger's voice is angry and it's discouraging. And so we need to know the difference between, you know, even what you're listening, to, what, what voice you're listening to during the day. If it's condemning you and causing confusion and doubt, and it's not God. It says, take every thought captive. Is that God's heart? Is that his character? If it's not, chuck it out. Just hit the delete button, put it in the junk pile. You know, we've got to understand his voice. And when you recognize his voice, you can't unrecognize it. So it's like, you know, when I first met Dan, uh, you know, it, it took me a while to recognize his voice. I'd be like, is this Dan? Yeah, yeah, it is, you know. And, you know, it'd be crazy if 10 years down the track, I'm still going, is this Dan? You know, like, <laughs> be like are you all right? Um, the millisecond he rings me now, I know, it, I, I recognize his voice. I can't unrecognize it. If someone's like, no, that's not him, I'd be like, that is him. I know that's him. And that's the same with the voice of God. When we understand, when we recognize his voice, you can't unrecognize it. And so it's just a matter of teaching people, this is how you hear his voice. Just a quick exercise, even just shut your eyes and just say your own name without, without speaking it out of your mouth, just in your heart. That's how God speaks sometimes, just a, an impression with that inner voice. That's how he talks sometimes. Sometimes it's audible. Sometimes it's through music. Sometimes it's through nature. Sometimes it's through people. Sometimes it's through his word. Sometimes it's through a song. He's always talking. You know, even when you're at the supermarket, I'm sure heaps of people have done this and the thought comes, oh, I need glad wrap. And immediately you think, oh, no, no, I've got glad wrap. No, I haven't used it. I don't remember throwing the roll out. So you just ignore that voice and you get home. And sure enough, there's no glad wrap for the kids' lunches because Holy Spirit's trying to tell you because he knows when you go home. He, he's speaking. He's very practical. He's, he's always talking. He's trying to help us. So I'll give you an example. Um, this week, I was driving to church. I was driving to work on Tuesday, and um, there was a car in front of me, and I heard the Holy Spirit. He said, Chelsea, you need to get way behind that car. That There's going to be an accident in a minute. And so I heard his voice. I know his voice. So I backed right off. And sure enough, because sometimes you can think, is this just me? Am I just being crazy? Like, what is going on here? And sure enough, this, this guy, so I backed right off, um, rammed into this lady at the lights and started hiffing stuff out of his car and fully had just rammed her. And so God's trying to protect us. He's trying to speak to us. He's with us. 
He's with you 24-7. He wants to be involved in every part of your life, every decision. If we would open our ears, he said, you know, if you, he who has ears, let him hear. Just because we've got ears doesn't mean that we are listening. And so he wants us to begin to um, become sensitive to his spirit and hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. That's what every single one of us, that we're in tune with the Holy Spirit. It's like a radio station, you know, if you haven't got it quite on the channel, it's all just static and you know. But he wants us just to tune in. Holy Spirit, what are you saying today? Holy Spirit, what do you say about this situation? Because he wants to help us. He wants to, you know, he wants to shortcut, you know, different stuff. I remember driving and God said to me, um, don't go down that way. There's, there's roadworks. And he said, you'll be sitting in the hot sun for three quarters of an hour. And this is when I was first born again. I didn't know the voice of God. And I'm just like, oh, you know, reasoning in my mind. No, there's no roadworks. No, it's not, you know, it's okay. And so I drive down there, sure enough. And in the, my car at the time, I had like a little hatchback. I couldn't actually wind the window down. The car would overheat. So not only was I sitting there in the stinking hot sun, belting through my window, but my car would overheat. So I'd have to crank the heater on as well to to make the temperature come down. And so God was trying to prevent me from having to do that, like sweat pouring down my face, you know, but he was trying to teach me. And then I, I begin to put the two and two together. I'm like, oh, that was you, God. You know, so sometimes it's just recognizing how is he speaking to me? Dreams, visions, trances, he he speaks so many different ways. How do you hear from him? What's Holy Spirit? People say to me, oh, what, you know, what's God, you know, saying? Or you got a word for me, what's God saying to you? Because you don't need to go through a prophet. You don't need to go through a third man. You can go directly to God. You can ask him for a word. And really with the true prophetic, it'll be spoken. It'll just be confirmation to you. You'll just be like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. God saw me this week. Man, I was really struggling with that. And, and they're like, they, the realization that, oh, my goodness, God was there. And it draws them closer to God. It draws that confidence closer to God. And so we can go, we, we can just go directly to Jesus. There's no, there's no middle wall of petition anymore. That's all been torn down. And so he wants his sheep to hear his voice. Every single one of you can prophesy. Easy. It's easy to hear his voice and just speak his heart for that person in front of you. And it's exciting because he'll show you stuff even when you, you know, just going about your business or whatever. He'll He'll just share his heart for that person to reach them. And it's a powerful gift. People are like, how do you know that? Because Jesus is real and he loves you. You know, and then you, they, they see the gift and it just, everything just kind of stops. All the brick walls that they had, all the excuses, all the whatever they had, you just got an open book like a deer in the headlights. How do you know that? Then you got him because Jesus is real. You don't have to banter all the religious stuff of why they don't believe in God. You've got them. How do you know that? You don't know me. How do you know that? God knows you. And then you can introduce them to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what is prophecy? Prophecy is a prediction. Um, you know, it's something that <laughs> the only thing that really tests a true prophetic is time. 
Because you're speaking something in the future. Word of knowledge is different. Word of knowledge is something that's current now in that person's life. So it can be tested. So you got pain, you know, you might have a word of knowledge for someone that's got a sore back or something, right? And then you can pray for them and then you can ask them, is that better now? It's, it's, test, it's testable straight away. Is it, is it working? Same with the word of knowledge. You know, is your, is your brother sick? Oh, yeah, he, he is. Yeah, he's, you know. So it's, it's different. The prophetic sees further. The prophetic sees sometimes years and years in advance. You know, Kim Clement, a phenomenal prophet, prophesied Trump in 2003. Just amazing. It's, it's, it sees a lot further down the track. Um, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. So the Bible is a plumb line for any word of God. He cannot and will not go against his word. And so you need to know his word before you begin to prophesy over people. You need to know his heart on different, different things. You know, and it says um, uh, in 2 Peter, and it says that, you know, the father, they heard an audible voice. And, and the father said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And they saw these amazing signs and wonders, but they said this, know this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And it says a little bit further up, we have a more sure word of prophecy and so he's, this is the more sure word of prophecy. You can have visions, you can see, you know, angels turning up, whatever, but there's no more sure word of prophecy than, than the Bible. And so you need to bring all those experiences and all those things back. What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? Because this will never, ever, ever lead you astray. It says in the last days that many will be deceived, deceiving many. Stay on the truth of God. Stay on His Word. Stay with His heart. Stay with His character. That's a real prophetic word at the moment. There is so much deception coming, even more than there's ever been. And it says even the elite can be deceived even the elite. And so that's a real warning. If God said it, I'd take heed because it, it's true and it's going to happen. And so I don't want to be deceived myself, but I also don't want to be deceiving others away from God and possibly to hell. And so we need to stay on the Word of God. It's a real, it's a real urgent cry of God's heart for this season. Even at the moment, I feel it really strongly. Um, and it's so important it's so important that we do, or we're going to get swayed away with every wind of doctrine, it says. You know, it, they want teachers with itching ears. No, I just want the truth. Just give me the truth. It's the truth that will set me free. Hallelujah. Thanks, Jesus. And so what is the purpose and the gift of um, prophecy? So 1 Corinthians 14.3 says, But he who prophesies speaks to men to edification. So this is talking in the church setting. So edification is building and confirmation. Exhortation, with, which is consolation, comfort, and entreaty. Um, and comfort. So it's to reveal God's heart, His character, His tones, His feelings, and His thoughts towards a person. So we want to build up, exhort, and comfort. That's the prophetic gift. The office of a prophet is completely different. I'm not going to go into that because that's a, that's a huge topic just in itself. Um, and so 
you can't go wrong if you're building people up and edifying and encouraging them. You can't go wrong. You can't, you can't mess it up. You can't encourage someone too much, you know. And so I want to, you know, encourage you with that. So 1 Corinthians um, 14, 12, and it says, Even so, you, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. And, you know, we, we need to be building each other up. We need to be encouraging each other. We need to be seeing the gold in one another. You know, and speaking life into one another. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. If you, you know, keep fighting in disunity, it says be careful that you don't consume one another. Be careful that you don't destroy one another. You know, we've got to be really careful of our words because, you know, in the prophetic, you're actually creating. When you speak, some things won't happen unless you speak. So what are we speaking? Because whatever you speak out of here, the spiritual realm, there's weight in the spiritual realm, whether it's for God or for the enemy. And so we're not each other's enemy. That word that you had is, is so powerful, Danny. I, I don't cop any, any persecution from the unsaved. It's all saved people. Never the unsaved. Always, the, always people in, in church or Christianity, just, just Christians. We've got to stop tearing each other down. You know, even on Facebook, someone will put one comment up and just, no, it's like, like the piranhas sticking something in there and just tearing and ripping down. Encourage one another, man. Don't do the devil's work for him. Devil just, you know, throws a few fiery darts and now you're off doing the work of the devil for him. He doesn't even, he just sits back and laughs. Don't, don't let the enemy use you in that way. Don't let them use you in that way. Let speak life. Encourage people. Forgive them. Love them. You know, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. None of us is perfect. It's, you know, we're all battling with something. If you're expecting to come into a church and, and not be hurt or offended, I'm sorry, you come to the wrong place. I'm serious. We, we've got people in here that are the most broken, busted up, hurting, you know, from all sorts of different walks of life and putting them all together in one place. And you don't, what do you think's going to happen? You know, when I was an alcoholic in the pub, if someone offended me, it didn't stop me going from the pub to the pub. I'm not going to the pub now because I'm offended. No, I'd be there every, I'd be there. I was a regular. But why is it different in church? All oh, the church hurt me. Well, you're in a whole bunch of people that are imperfect, have grace and mercy and forgiveness. You know, we have to be people that just love God and love people. We need bucket loads of grace for one another, bear with one another, prefer one another. It's a message that Jesus has been speaking for thousands of years. You know, God said to me a few weeks ago, and I begin to cry and I begin to just weep. And he said, Charles, I, I heard his heart. He said, Charles, he said, why can't my kids just get along? And I said, that's a good question, God. 
He just wants His kids to get along. He wants us to love one another. Man, be, be each other's best encouragers. You know those people that are just so encouraging, you just wanna be around them because you feel so good and so joyful and so lifted up. Let's be, let's be those people. Come on, man, God is, God is on this, I tell you what. He's on it. You know, if you came just to church just to go through the motions and just have a nice time and walk out the same, well, that's, you know, God wants us to challenge us. He wants to convict us. He wants us to go from glory to glory and strength to strength. And when we do these things, when we go, okay, God, yeah, I need to forgive. God, I, you know, I, I need to do this. And just when we just begin to let His Word, you know, and His Word just touch our hearts. God, I need grace in this area. God, help me. When we begin to just open ourselves up and just humble ourselves and just go, God, I, I really need help in this area, then He'll help. I need wisdom in this area. He says He gives it with, you know, he, he, He'll give it to you. But God doesn't want His kids fighting anymore. He doesn't want us fighting anymore. us unified, one heart, one mind, running for Jesus. You know, if your brother or sister falls down, go and lift him up. Don't let the, the brother fall down. Just go and lift him up, go and help him. Pray for them, fast for them, help them, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. So that's, a whole, that's Holy Spirit just fully taking over then to say all that. And I, I know, you know, there is a great gravity. We are in the end days and, you know, we've got to get this stuff, man. We can't just keep going around and around and around and around and around the mountain for generations and years and years and years. God's been saying it and speaking it. He's like, don't be a hearer only. Don't hear the Word of God. He says, deceiving yourselves. Don't just hear it. Be forgiving. Do it. Whatever He says, do it. We can't afford to keep going around the mountain, man. Jesus is coming to this nation in an extraordinary way. And He is coming to, to, to absolutely just change everything. But you cannot afford to hold on to unforgiveness. That stuff will kill you cannot afford to have a critical spirit and all these other hold on to all this stuff. Let it go. Let it go. Man, just think about all the sin that Jesus forgave us for. And then, you know, I, I did an example of just like all the paper rolled all the way down there, all the stuff that God's forgiven us for. And I tore off a tiny bit of paper and I said, pay, you what, pay me what you owe me. And that's what we're like. We've been forgiven of so much. Yet we hold such little, really crazy stuff against our brother or sister. God would say, let it go. Well, you're gonna stagnate in your call. You're not gonna move forward in that call. While you're holding on to that stuff, God can't move in your life. He can't move. Not that He doesn't want to, but He said, if you don't forgive them, I can't forgive you. And so it stops the flow of God. He can't move on your life anymore. Let it go. Let it go. 
Let God deal with it. It says that God, God will take vengeance. And the vengeance will probably be that they'll get saved and full on on fire for God and running for Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And so we've just got to, man, we just got to just love on each other. Just be patient with one another. Let God grow us in that area. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thanks for listening to another message from Fire Church Ministries. For more messages like this one or other resources and information, you can check out our website at firechurch.com.au. Right.